I'm Ashley. And I'm Lacey. And this is United States of Murder's very own Wacky Wednesday. Hi. Hey, we're here. <laughs> we're here with Wacky Wednesday. Okay. Number 14. I, I'm going to go first because I'm on super long. Okay. I'm, I'm bracing myself. And it's not a crime. Okay. But it should be if we could actually blame <laughs> a person. So. Okay. Man dies. After being sucked into a sinkhole in a swimming pool in Israel. What? Wait. Yes. A man has died after being sucked into a 13M. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know if that's a meter. Meters. I don't know yeah, what they could do be. over there. Could be. Meters, so anyways, probably. it's a big, deep sinkhole that developed under a swimming pool. Oh my god. Footage on social media showed guests at a private work party southeast of Tel Aviv as a sinkhole formed causing the pool to buckle and collapse inward. Oh. All the water, inflatable rafts and toys were quickly sucked into the giant hole and one person. In the footage, one man is seen near the sinkhole. He slipped and appeared to be nearly sucked in before he was pulled back. And you can look this up Mm. and see how quickly it happens. It's like big unicorns in the hole, big floats in the hole, basketballs in the hole, like, and then a person. Oh, my god! It just like. Sinkholes are so weird. It, People were heard shouting oh warnings as the situation unfolded. A guest told local media the water level suddenly started receding and a hole opened up, creating a vortex that swept one person inside. Oh, my god! The ground just, like, dropped. Where do you think it goes? To hell? I'm just well, joking. Who knows? I'm sorry, but, like, it's so... F- mm. So, the man... Was 32, Mm. and he lived in Tel Aviv. He was found dead after a four-hour search by police, emergency crews, and the army. So they went in the hole? To get him out, yes. How do they – oh, my God. I mean, like, it's just a giant hole you just climb down in. How do you know when it's done? I I don't know. They they probably, like, rappel down. Oh, my gosh. So another 34-year-old man managed to climb out of the sinkhole and suffered minor injuries Mm. to his head and legs. Natan and Rachel Meller were put under house arrest by police in Israel a day after the party. A man and woman in their 60s were arrested on suspicion of causing death by negligence after the pool was said to have been built without proper licensing. Oh, my gosh. So they shouldn't have put the pool where it was and basically I, I may have licensing. caused the sinkhole. So about 50 people were at the party. Oh, my God. And six people were in the pool when the incident happened. Wow. At a hearing, the sergeant accused the couple of playing a very large contribution in the tragic outcome. What? They could have prevented this outcome if they had just gotten a permit. So they it wasn't permitted. So... I mean, you, this, you need yeah, to have that. Done. Yeah, you gotta. I know it sucks doing stuff like that, but there's it's for a good reason. Well, right. A lawyer for the couple said his clients were good people and could not have anticipated well, the no. sinkhole would form. Of course, obviously, not. they if they had known a sinkhole, they right. in retrospect, I'm sure would have done it differently. At least I would hope so. So this is very. <sighs> A very, very unusual event, the yes. attorney said. 
Sinkholes can form in the ground when water dissolves rock. The land in the area of Israel is prone to sinkholes because of the presence of rock salt, which can be easily dissolved by water. Recently, a giant sinkhole formed in the Bronx, New York, with a van falling into the pit. So these are pretty common sinkholes. Okay, I have a new fear. But rarely catastrophic. In 2013, a Florida man went missing after an apparent sinkhole opened up under his bedroom in the middle of the night, sucking him and his bed deep into the earth. It's Mm -hmm. estimated that he fell into the hole estimated at 20 feet wide and 20 feet deep. 20 feet? Could you imagine just being in bed asleep, just with your vibrator, and then the ground (laughs) just opens up and swallows you? That's not where you want to be when the Lord comes for you. No. They heard a sound they described as a car crash emanating from the bedroom, Mm. the fire chief said at a Friday morning conference, describing the reaction of the man's family. They rushed in. All they could see was part of the mattress sticking out of the hole. The floor of the room had opened up. According to the USGS, according to the USGS, about 20% of the U.S. land is susceptible to sinkholes. The most damage from sinkholes tends to occur in Florida, Texas, Alabama, Missouri, Kentucky. I'm like, don't say Tennessee, it. Tennessee. And Pennsylvania. Oh, not the f- Pennsylvania? Okay. What? So they Florida offer. Florida makes sense. They offer sinkhole insurance in Florida. I mean, no offense, but I mean, you're low down there. You and are it's low. Wet. Yeah. But there are a couple of early warning signs for sinkholes. Problems with doors and cabinets shutting structural issues at the home and drawers being uneven, cracks in concrete around your home, Mm. walls are where the ceiling meets the wall, and it will have a crocodile skin-like appearance, like large uneven uneven circles like an alligator or crocodile pattern. Mm. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if that happened to your pool? No, but... Who do you think would jump out first? Um... Not they're not Me. saving anyone. They're not <laughs> no. helping. They're just like fuck you guys in the sinkhole. Who do you think it would be? Not to call any names, but uh, first person that came to my mind, Hayden. Hayden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hayden. Yeah, I was Hayden going through it. And would I'm like, jump he's out, out and try to find where his he'd set his tequila down. He's out. He's, he's out. not yeah. helping anybody. Yeah, <laughs> also, the thought of suddenly being swallowed by the ground. It's something I never thought about. Now I have another irrational. Well, I guess it's not. Well, I mean, I don't know. What's irrational? No. Ugh. No. No. So do you have one for me? I have another one, but I'll just. Oh, uh, I'll do. I'll, we'll sandwich it. Do I'm, yours. So this wacky case happened last week. And oh my God. so many people tagged me on this. Oh, my God. It, it may be the same one that I have. Okay, well, I had to talk about it, and you'll have to tell me. So when we were in California, I talked about a shady cremation company. Oh, no, this okay, is not okay. mine. Go ahead. So I talked about that, yeah. and here I am to talk about another one. So many people tagged me that I'm like, okay, I'll tell y'all. A Colorado funeral home operator was accused of illegally selling body parts and giving clients fake ashes. What? Yeah, she was sentenced to 20 years in prison Tuesday by a federal court judge. Her name was 
well, her name is Megan Hess. And I'll have to post a picture of her. She has some big old Texas blonde hair, you know, like, Mm -hmm. hi. So she received the maximum sentence after pleading guilty to mail fraud. It's always mail Mail stuff. In November, under a plea agreement in which other charges against her were dropped. U.S. authorities said that on dozens of occasions, she and her mother, Shirley Cook, who also pleaded guilty to mail fraud, transferred bodies or other parts to third parties for research without the family's knowledge. Oh, my God. U.S. District Judge Christine Arguello in Grand Junction also sentenced Cook on Tuesday to 15 years in prison. She sentenced the pair after victims testified about the pain they'd suffered under the scheme. So Hess is 48, her mother 69. They operated the Sunset Mesa Funeral Home in the western city of Montrose. They were arrested in 2020 and charged with six counts of mail fraud and three counts of illegal transportation of hazardous materials. So a grand jury indictment said that from 2010 to 2018, she and her mother offered to cremate bodies and provide the remains to families at a cost of a thousand bucks or more, which, as we know now, is pretty cheap. Yeah. But many of the cremations never occurred. She created a nonprofit. Oh boy. She created a nonprofit in 2009 called Sunset Mesa Funeral Foundation as a body broker service doing business as donor services like body donations. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yikes. No. On dozens of occasions, she and her mother transferred bodies or body parts to third parties for research without family's knowledge. The transfers were done through the Funeral Foundation and donor services, and families were given ashes that were not those of their loved ones. Mm -mm. They also shipped bodies and body parts that tested positive for or belonged to people who died from infectious diseases including HIV, hepatitis B and C, despite certifying to buyers that the remains were disease-free. Gosh, so they're doing illegal stuff, and there's, oh my lord. The attorney, Ashley Petrie, told the court Tuesday that Hess was motivated by a desire to advance medical research. Give me a break. It's to make more money. Come on, come on, come on. Give me a break. And some people I found online were talking about how when we think of medical research, some people were talking about how, you know, the bodies museums Mm -hmm. that... She had donated some of them, quote unquote, donated for money to them as well. Oh, no. Yeah. Not that they're the bad ones, but that right. she obtained them under false circumstances. Yeah. So, Assistant United States Attorney Tim Neff scoffed at the argument. He said, eight years of repeated conduct of this nature is all the court needs to know about her history and character. Cook said during the sentencing hearing, I acknowledge my guilt and take responsibility for my actions. I'm very sorry for harm I caused you and your families. And Hess declined to address the court. A victim restitution hearing was scheduled for this March. CBS Colorado previously reported that state regulators had received complaints of wrongdoing at the facility, but state law doesn't allow them to enter a funeral home unless... There are criminal charges, and Representatives Matt Soper and Dylan Roberts said 
they plan on changing that. So most of my info was from CBS News. But yeah, I mean, I'm not knocking the funeral industry. I know people that work in it. They're great people. But it's like, stop. What are you? Stop doing this. People are going to find out. Like, Anyway, yeah. So there you go with that. What the hell? I know. I, I, I this will be the last will story learn. about that. It's like the, how me no. and the watermelons. Now yeah. It's, no, it's now it's you and <laughs> cremation services. So, um, I have a story about a pigeon wearing a meth-filled backpack. <laughs> is it in Cotter, Arkansas? No, he. He. Is, this sounds, okay. It's a. It's a male. I don't know. I it's just. A he it's pigeon. a he pigeon. Okay. Um, it sounds like a cartoon. So this pigeon was located at the Pacific Institute inside the walls of the prison in a British Columbia prison. Excuse me. It appeared Canada. It appeared to have a small package, like a backpack, (laughs) attached to it. Inside the bag contained crystal meth. Yes. The incident reportedly happened on December 29th at the federal penitentiary located in Abbotsford. The pigeon was found near one of the recreation yards. It was spotted <laughs> by a correctional officer who was making his rounds. They've had issues in the past with contraband being thrown over the wall or dropped by drones, but this was the first time that a bird was used to smuggle something inside the prison. Keeping drugs out of the prison has become a huge part of a correctional officer's job. Mm-hmm. Right now, it is unclear to investigators if someone inside the prison trained this pigeon or if someone outside had trained the pigeon. <laughs> the correctional <laughs> I'm service. Just envisioning a pigeon yes, in a backpack. The correctional services of Canada and the RCMP have launched a joint investigation into what exactly happened. As for the pigeon, he was let go <laughs> without his luggage. <laughs> it sounds like a cartoon, like a little pigeon with you a little backpack on. But that's exactly of all the birds to train. I wouldn't think pigeon, but maybe they're smarter. Maybe they're smarter than you we think, think. Oh, they're the rats of the sky, but maybe they're onto something. Well, I mean, he had a backpack. He came in hot. I could. Did, I want to see this bird. It's funny. Google it. Did you see a picture? Yes. Okay, we're gonna it's have to post bananas. that. Bananas. Yes. We're gonna have to had a post backpack that. with crystal meth on it. God, it's, it's, that's uh, a lot of work. I yes. mean, granted, I how do not you, I a don't meth person. Um, I don't know. Like, I is it worth it to train, train a pigeon? Mm-hmm. You're gonna spend the time training a pigeon to deliver meth. Yeah, you can do other great things, right? Like, use and those then, resources. And elsewhere. then what? And then what? Like, you're. Is he going to take the meth out of the backpack and put little coins in, and then the pigeon's going to fly off with money? I mean, I don't know. <sighs> I wish they could find out who did this just so we could he could be interviewed. It's very or interesting. She. I don't know. It's a whole. Mm. So what's your wacky? Do you have one? Uh, you know I do, oh God, and you what? know this one. Do it's I? more gross than wacky. What'd you get? Is another wart? No. <laughs> what is it? What happened? No. So you know I have a shark vacuum, like a oh. one of the robot vacuums you turn on and forget about until you find dead somewhere. Well, I love it and I hate it, and I got it for pet hair, and it was great for that. And so my annoyance is I always wanted to clean my living room and my kitchen, mm-hmm. but for some reason it always starts to other rooms and dies before it. Get, it drives me oh my insane. Gosh. It. I'm, can you not just pick it up and put it? I can, and then it'll go back. It's like it it wants to. It's on its own. It's stubborn. So no matter what, it'll find its way into my hallway. In clean rooms, I don't need it to. Like my guest room, 
I can clean yeah. that myself every other week or whatever. I don't need a shark vacuum. The pets, aren't, you know what I mean? So my new dog, Rody has been having some pooping issues inside. He hasn't done it in a few days, thank God. But his poop smells so freaking bad. So one day I'm like in the kitchen or somewhere and I notice the smell. And I'm like, okay, there's poop in this house. So I'm sniffing around lie. the house. I go down my hallway. I'm barely ever in that hallway. And I look in the guest room and there's poop on the floor, which is probably why he pooped in there because it's mm-hmm. an uncommon room. And as soon as I saw the poop, I realized the shark was in there at the same time. It was like immediate. I see poop. I see the shark. Mm-hmm. And it had already rolled over the poop and cleaned quote unquote cleaned smeared poop over the entire room Uh uh-uh. it even like they'll try to climb your cords or walls or whatever it had climbed my cords pooped on my electric like everywhere no baseboards everywhere under the bed so oh my god it was it was truly a nightmare the room oh my god okay so luckily it's mostly wood floors but i have a rug I basically, it was hours. I hand scrubbed the rug because I didn't know what was smeared, what wasn't smeared. I had to, I had to clean all the floors. I had to get wet wipes and clean the, the plugins because they were, it was, oh my God. And then my robot was covered in shit. Uh, uh. I mean, so bad. I took it outside. I put on rubber, rubber gloves, spent two hours. Cleaning this thing. Two hours. Getting it clean. Okay? So I let it dry for a couple of days, and guess what? It doesn't work. (gasps) It doesn't freaking work. It's broken. I spent hours cleaning it up, and it's it thinks, it keeps saying it's on a cliff. It's like, I'm on a cliff. Error number seven. What? I think the motherboard's broken. I don't know. From you cleaning it? (sighs) I guess so. It was so freaking disgusting. I would have just burnt my house down if if it was an i had i've just bought this this past summer in july and i'm like oh my god well maybe there's one on sale that you can get i don't know it broke my little heart i'm like okay does the warranty company cover dog poop just don't tell them shoved in there i'm like don't (laughs) don't tell them i'm gonna contact them i'm not trying to be a fraud hey it doesn't work what's up Uh -uh. i don't know oh my god what's your wacky I don't. I don't know that I really have no one. No dog poop. No, no dog dead poop. Na- Did you find out about no, your mom's dead neighbor? I found out about that. Um, let's see. I meant to Google that, but it slipped my mind. Well, okay. <laughs> this is kind of. I don't know if this is wacky, but um, sure, sure, something sure. that I've noticed oh. is parents at sporting events are fucking crazy. Yes, I had them. <laughs> I my kid plays all the sports, basketball games last night, and. There is a parent. I know I have recognized that he is super mouthy and mm. super rednecky and just shouts things. And I'm like, these are eight-year-old children. I Thank yeah. God for his sake, he's never mouthed or shouted mm. anything about Max because I would really hate to go to jail where Max's dad is the judge over... <laughs> <laughs> over Fighting a grown man at a basketball game. So no, I try to I sit away from him. Well. I yeah. try to sit away from him because I can't. It stresses me out. Well, last night we're a couple 
sections apart, but close enough to where I can still mm-hmm. hear his loud mouth. And one of the other children's mother is sitting, you know, we're on bleachers. She's sitting down a couple, you know, steps or whatever for me. And her kid gets a foul. And this guy shouts, it's how he was raised. <gasps> and she spins around and it's like slow How he was raised? And she says, I raised him. And then the mother, his wife, the mouthy dude and his wife, then the mother says, well, did you raise him? X, y. And she's just, and I'm sweating because I, I like this woman. I love her kid. And I'm thinking, I'm going to have to say something (laughs) because I can't let, you know what I mean? It's not that she needed me to jump in. No, I know what you mean. You're like, you're almost, you're there, you hear it. You're like, I got it. I can't. I can't just, but I did it. I didn't say anything because her dad was sitting behind her. The girl that I know whose kid. Like the grandpa of the kid. The grandpa of the kid is sitting behind her. Oh, my God. And then he gets involved. And he's like, let me tell you something. Tell me. And there were other things that happened. But it just, I mean, nobody fought or anything. There were just words exchanged. But as I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, parents are fucking crazy when it comes. They honestly are. I am also the parent that does scream and cheer and, you know, Get the ball yeah, back. I mean, move around, boy. Like, I am very. I get it. I Because it's it. exciting. You want your kids to play, especially like if it's a tournament game and all the things. But I don't mouth other people's children. They're eight-year-old boys. Nobody out here is going to the NBA. It's crazy to me when it's like. It's their children. children. Well, and the thing also that I feel like some parents forget is all of these little boys go to school together yeah, and they play basketball at school and they, they spend the night with each other. They go to the birthday parties. They're friends. They're friends. They may fight like hell on the court, like trying to get the ball from each other. That's what I mean by fight. You know, like they're playing against each other, but then as soon as that game's over, Hey buddy, are you coming over this weekend? Or, you know, are you, that was Max last night. Two of the kids on the other team. Are you coming to my birthday party next weekend? Like it was no water off a duck's back. Like they're children. Yeah. But you have these grown ass adults up here ready to fight each other. It's absurd. (laughs) No, I I remember I was in basketball when I was little and then cheerleading as I got older. But like I was always at all the basketball games and everything. And parents were freaking out of their minds. I wouldn't – I mean, my mom was yelling up there, too, at people. Oh, but not, like, people calling yes. people's kids out. Like, I remember, though, we would play certain schools, and their parents would fight yes. dirty. Yes. And this guy – Certain schools were like, okay. Yeah. We would have, parents would be getting kicked out, like, yes. ushered out by security. Yes. It was insane. Well, it was a couple oh. years ago, before we started this podcast – Um. So Max must have been five, maybe. Mm-hmm. There was a game. He's played basketball forever. And there was a game, and this dad yelled, basically yelled at Max, saying, you're fouling. Okay, he's five. He's like two foot nothing, weighs like 20 pounds. He's a little bitty thing. And so is his kid. Like, and I just looked at him. I was like, he is not. He's a kid and he doesn't understand. You know, like he doesn't understand the rules of the game. He's just trying to. He doesn't to, even know what that he means. He doesn't know. And he looked at me square in the eye 
and told me to shut my damn mouth. And I, I thought even, my whole body got hot. I don't know I thought, how people are parents. Here we go. And this is when I went to jail <laughs> a five-year-old's basketball game. Tell me to shut my damn mouth. First of all, Mm-mm. you're a six foot three, three hundred pound dude screaming at f- little five two me to sit down and shut my damn mouth. I cannot even. I'm imagine. like, did you? Where did you find all those audacities that you brought in here? Because <laughs> first of all, no. Mm-mm. So I guess that's my wacky. Is parents are lunatics at basketball and football games? Yeah. I remember. do yell, not at a specific child other than my <laughs> own, or unless I know that child, you know, like they've been to my house a million yeah, times. Like and it's not, a, it's a cheering. On. You're yes. not like. It's a cheering. It's not like, you stupid fuck. You I know? mean, can you, like, they're you can't eight. Even, I can't even I can't imagine. Even imagine. And you hear, when you know those kids have got to hear these parents. Oh my gosh. I couldn't imagine being eight and having a grown man yell something like negative at me. It would crush me. I would be crying. I'd be scared. And think about it on the other hand, if you're a kid playing and your dad is kicked out of the game. No because shit. he's yelling at some kid oh like my come God. On. or another parent. Just slow your roll. Just it's not that serious. I mean yes, we all want them to win, but and like, this is always something that oh, yeah. we stress to Max. Don't be a sore loser. Yeah. Like, Get out there and we want you to play hard. But if you don't win, don't be a sore parent it's loser fine. <laughs> but it's not like maybe we should have those talk with parents. Don't be a For sore real. parent. No, I remember those days well. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine. Someone told me or was yelling, where were you? Mm-mm. No. I can't imagine somebody telling me, Hello, questioning my parenting to, to my child. I'm, I'm, Bye, boy. She handled that so well. I meant to text her last night and be like, I'm <laughs> so proud of you for not choke slamming him yeah. or his wife because I can't make any promises that I would have been that calm and cool. I agree. Oh, well. Anyways. Send us your wackies. Send us your wackies or your parenting sports stories. <laughs> Send, send those to Ashley. No, yeah, send those to me. Until next week. Join us next week for more tales of wacky crimes and criminals to help you get through your week. Bye. Bye.